Hello, everyone. Welcome to my Two Cents Podcast. I'm Cindy Young. For many years, I've offered my personal perspective on issues impacting agriculture and rural life in a weekly column and a shorter version in a daily radio program. I pull from my experience as the daughter of farmers and a partner in farming with my husband. Along with my opinion, you'll hear a dose of humor and humility. Thanks for listening. John Perkins, the commodity market reporter for Brownfield, was on the telephone when I walked past his desk in the newsroom Tuesday morning. By the pained expression on his face, it was clear that he was not engaged in a joyful conversation. I heard him say into the phone, I'm sorry, ma'am, those numbers are not wrong. John's desk is just a few feet away from my office door, so I heard him gently hang up the phone, sigh, and sit quietly for a few minutes. John has worked for me for more than 15 years, so I know him pretty well. I waited for him to come into my office to tell me about the call. The woman on the phone had told John that he made a mistake in his reporting of the cattle markets. The prices, she explained, could not possibly be that low. She was frustrated and a little angry and had taken it out on the bearer of the bad news. There is absolutely no way anyone can afford to stay on the farm if what we grow has so little value that we practically give it away. As John repeated the caller's words, they rang true to me. I recalled the conversation I'd had with my husband the evening before. That morning, he had picked up five gallons of hydraulic fluid for the tractor, five gallons of engine fluid, two boxes of diesel exhaust fluid, or DEF, a fuel filter, two tubes of grease, and a bottle of hand cleaner. The total, a little over $240. Another stop Jim had made that morning was to deliver a five-year-old cow in good flesh to a local sale barn. She brought $849. My husband and I were discussing the time and expense associated with keeping buckbrush, thistles, locust seedlings, cedar sprouts, and multiflora rose bushes controlled in pastures and hayfields, while we set live traps for the large rodents, raccoons, that have deemed our corn-oat feed mix their own. Jim recalled the days when he and his high school friends could trap and sell coons for 35 to $50 apiece. They're worth nothing today. At least if we had that outlet available to us, it would help pay for the lost or spoiled feed, the traps, and the time invested in keeping rodents at bay, he said. I laughed. Since when did we start figuring our time into the profit and loss on our farm? None of that which I'm talking about here comes as a surprise to most of you. It's challenging for farmers. Returns are slim compared to the cost of production. We're dealing with damage done previously by the sharp edges of regulations, tax burdens, and inflation that cut many so deep the bleeding will not stop until no blood remains. Stress is high. It's easy to become discouraged and anxious. Know this. The world will always need agriculture. How and where that food is grown and who raises it in the future 
is yet to be determined. If we want to be a part of that, we must stop fighting amongst ourselves over politics and production practices. We must turn up the volume of a collective voice if we are going to be agents of change. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents Podcast. Until next time, I'm Cindy Young.